this is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and a certified personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, get a hold of me through there or the social media at Mainly Plants or my email, ryan at mainlyplants.com. For all of your Amazon shopping needs, mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. And uh, I think that does it for the usual. This First of all, I apologize the podcast is a little late if you're listening to this on Friday. It's been a hell of a couple days, been super busy, which is great, um, but this is literally the first time that I've sat down all day. So I have my little uh, my little bourbon on the rocks, and we're going to get the podcast done. It might be a little shorter than usual, just uh, in the interest of my sanity uh, for this Friday night, but, uh, but there's going to be some good content here. So... I wanted to bring it back this week to really talk about, you know, what what does whole food plant-based really mean? You know, we've, we've t- covered a lot of topics. We've covered uh, very um, specific things. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, um, you know, when I first started doing it, I briefly went over it, but I, I like to do a refresher every now and again. And the fact that we're coming up on close to 50 episodes it's a good time to do a little refresh. So let's do a quick refresh and then you guys can get along with your day and I can get along with my evening. So whole food plant-based, WFPB. You'll see in my, in the interest of, um, of, of uh, repetition on the blog, you, can, you know, there's the Mainly Plants blog. If you go to the homepage, uh, one of the links is for the blog. You'll see that I abbreviate to WFPB, that's whole food plant-based. So when you hear me say whole food plant-based or plant-based, what do I really mean by that? Well, whole foods are foods that are made from whole plants, meaning that they're created with how the plant looked when it was harvested. It's unprocessed, it's unrefined. Because whole foods are unrefined and unprocessed, they contain all the natural nutrients originally found in the plant. Uh, meaning that before you go and cook them, just in their whole state, right? You go out to a farm, you pick a radish or a turnip or a carrot or an apple or whatever it is, whatever plant it is. And as soon as you pull off the tree, that's how I mean when I say whole food, okay? It hasn't been screwed up. It hasn't been effed out. The nutrients are still there. Now, of course, some processing is hard to get around when it comes to certain foods. And sometimes it's even beneficial. Uh, there, for an example that I give is the cashew. You have to, farmers have to, when you buy raw cashews, they're not technically raw, okay? Because they've been steamed. And the reason they steam it is they have to get the shell open in order to make sure that there's this toxic resin on the inside of the cashew nut shell. And if you break it open, that resin gets on the nut. However, if you steam it open, then it doesn't. So that kind of processing is actually beneficial because we don't get that those toxins in our food. However, for the sake of this conversation, I mean prolonged processing and refining. Okay, so dried fruits are heavily processed. Um, even you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even mean cashew milk or almond milk that's been processed. All right, so whole foods. When you go to the produce section of the grocery store, and the food's sitting there exactly how you would see it from 
the farm from where you would pick it or pluck it or whatever, that's what I mean, okay? That's, those are the whole foods. That's what I mean when I say whole food. Now, whole food is not um, milk. Whole food is not chicken breast. It is not steak. It is not shrimp. It's not any of those things because you can't take a salmon out of the water and bite into it. You can, but it would be disgusting. Okay, so you have to process it in order to eat it. You have to process beef in order to eat it. Those are not whole foods, and especially not plant-based, okay? So what I mean by plant-based is, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, right? But no meat, no dairy, no poultry, no seafood, no eggs, nothing, nothing like that. If it came from something with a mother or a father, then it's not plant-based, okay? So a lot of people ask me if I eat eggs, not plant-based. A lot of people ask me if I eat, um, what's the other one they always ask me? Yogurt, not plant-based. There is plant-based yogurt, but when they're asking me, uh, no, it's not plant-based. No shrimp, nothing, okay? Nothing that comes from, a lot of people say if it has eyes, I don't eat it. I, if, if it has a mother and father, I don't eat it, okay? So let's talk about what foods we should be eating. Okay, so let's start off with grains. Grains and other starchy foods in the whole food form. Now, a lot of people like like to eat their starches. A lot of people eat a lot of carbohydrates and less fats, whatever works for you. Okay, so that's the foundation of their diet. Now, when I mean whole green grains, when you look at the, if it's a package of something, right, if it's a boxed or packaged food, the first ingredient on the label should always be the word whole, like whole wheat, okay? 100%, if it says something like 100% stone ground wheat, it's not whole unless it has the word whole in there, W-H-O-L-E, okay? So you need to make sure that if you are buying pre-packaged, pre-boxed foods, the first ingredient should be whole. Now, let's talk about some grains, some good grains that are eat, that are good to eat. Brown rice, wild rice, oats, wheat berries, rolled wheat, uh, quinoa, okay? So potatoes, yams, parsnips, those are great starches. Winter squash, beans, lentils, and peas. Pretty simple, right? So those are the good starches and whole grains. You don't want to eat, pasta does not count as a whole grain, unless it says it. But typical white pasta, not a whole grain. I love pasta as much as the next person. It's not what you should be eating, though. Vegetables. Vegetables are packed with tons of nutrients, and they have very few calories. They are nutrient-rich, calorically poor, which is what you want to look for. So if you're trying to lose weight, then vegetables should be 80% of your meal. Okay, so you want to make sure that the vast majority of your meals are vegetables, especially if you want to lose weight. I, I mean, just for basic health and optimal health, 80% of your plate should be vegetables, whole vegetables, okay? Now, the other side of it is fruits. Fruits taste better, but they have more calories. Our brains are wired to seek calories. That's why our brains tell us that fruit tastes better. But if we, if we rewire it, then we can get our brains to crave whatever we want. Now I like vegetables much more. I don't like fruit too much. You want to make sure that the fruits that you get are unprocessed, okay? So applesauce 
juices, smoothies, dried fruits, those are processed. Those are not what you want. You want whole fruits. Get a whole apple bite into it. Go, go to town. But you don't want to get applesauce, okay? The next category is legumes. So within that are beans, peas, and lentils. They are very nutritious. Nutritious. <laughs> you can tell my brain's starting to go down for the night. They're very nutritious, and there's a million ways to cook with them. Now, I love lentils. They're protein-packed. You can make lentil loaf, which is kind of like meatloaf. You can make a simple lentil soup. You can just even just cook them and, uh, and rinse them and put them on your salads. They're great for you. But there is a ton of, of options to cook with when it comes to the lentils category. Now, peanuts fall into this category, and they are high in fat, so you want to make sure that you use them sparingly. Uh, there are, it is good fat, and it is saturated fat. Yes, saturated fat you can get from plants, but it's healthy fat, okay? It's healthy saturated fat. It's not like the same kind of saturated fat that you get from beef. Now, you want to make sure that when you get peanuts, that it's no salt, no oil added, Okay. And then finally, the final category is herbs and spices. You want to use that. You can use go to town on these, okay? Except for salt. Salt's the only one that you want to be careful of, especially if you have hypertension. And the only kind of salt that you should be using is Himalayan pink sea salt. Uh, and if you're not sure why, go back and listen to the previous podcast. If you're still not sure why, then email me. But go to town with herbs and spices. This is how you're going to flavor your food, right? So if you get you know a block of tofu, tofu is processed, but you know, my rule, general rule is 80% whole foods, 20% whatever else. Okay. So as long as you're eating 80% whole plant-based foods, you're going to be fine. The other 20% toss some tofu in there, uh, toss some whatever you want, whatever your desire is, smoothies. As long as you stick to that 80-20 rule, you'll be okay. But when you get something like tofu, tofu, you know, is, it's pretty much flavorless. Which is why when people say they don't like tofu, it's like, well, what? how are you cooking it? That's like saying, you know, you don't like the taste of chicken. Well, chicken kind of tastes like everything. It just depends on what you flavor it with. Or my party people, it's like saying you don't like the taste of vodka. Vodka doesn't really have a taste. It tastes like alcohol, but it doesn't really have a taste. No flavor. Just the flavor is whatever you mix it with. So it's the same thing with tofu. You want to use those herbs and spices to really flavor your dishes and go to town on them. There's a lot of uh, nutrient benefit to herbs and spices, dill, basil, if you like cilantro, I think it's the most disgusting thing in the world, um, oregano, paprika, um, cumin, my all-time favorite, turmeric. So there's a million different uses. Really go to town and and experiment. People don't like cooking for some reason. And what you have to realize about cooking is that it's an experience. You're not cooking just so you can get to the eating part. Spend some time, have some fun with it. Pour yourself a glass of wine or you know a glass of, of whiskey and open up a cookbook. If you're new to it, follow the directions to a T. But open up a cookbook and really set aside you know an hour or two to enjoy the process. Understand what's going into your food. Think about all the different nutrients and benefits that you're getting from each ingredient. And that way you'll it'll blow your mind when you say, you know, okay, I'm putting the bell pepper in. Bell pepper is good for this, that, and the other. And I'm putting the, um, the turmeric in, and it's good for this, that, and the other, and you combine all that stuff together, you can really see that your food is not just there to please your taste buds, but what it's really there for is to power your body and fight disease and, and, and do these 
amazing benefits to your body. But really enjoy the process. Don't just try to rush through it and think about whatever whatever is easy. I understand it's easier said than done because a lot of us work nine to five, sometimes more. And the last thing you want to do is sit down and cook for an hour or two. But plan a night or two a week that you know you're going to have some free time and just cook. It really is an enjoyable experience. Um, The foods to avoid, like I said, meat, poultry, fish, any kind of milk, whether it be uh, skim, non-fat, or whole, any 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 dairy. Get don't even touch it. Uh, no eggs, no egg whites, no egg beaters. Um, you know, all that stuff. Again, if it comes from a mother or father, don't touch it. Okay. So that's what it, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about whole food, plant based. I hope I'm clear. I'm a little delirious, so let me know if something is unclear. I would love to help you out with it. And we're going to wrap up. It's uh, we're going to wrap up with our plant of the week, okay? And our plant of the week this week is cabbage. Cabbage is great for weight loss if that's your goal. Now there's only 33s per cup. And if you decide to cook cabbage, it's low in fat and it's high in fiber, okay? So it's a what we would call a smart carb. Moreover, it's brain food, okay? Cabbage is full of vitamin K, and it helps with your mental function and concentration. It's also got these things called anthocyanins that also help with mental function and concentration. And they also help prevent nerve damage, which improves your defense against Alzheimer's disease and dementia. My personal favorite is red cabbage. Red cabbage has the highest amount of those nutrients in it. Okay, so cabbage is also high in sulfur, and sulfur is what they call the beautifying material, or mineral, beautifying mineral. Cabbage helps dry up oily and acne-prone skin. Internally, sulfur is essential for keratin, and keratin is a protein substance necessary for healthy hair, nails, and skin. I'm sure you've heard of keratin. Okay, you can actually do homemade cabbage face masks, so you can Google homemade cabbage face mask. And you can do your own beauty regimen at home, maybe after you spend your hour or two cooking. It also helps detoxify the body. It's got a high content of vitamin C and, like I said, sulfur. What those do is it helps remove toxins, okay, those free radicals and uric acid, like I talked about, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, when it comes to free radicals. Free radicals are the free radicals and uric acid are the main causes of arthritis, skin diseases rheumatism and gout. So cabbage really helps prevent that. It's also a really well-known cancer preventative. It's got lupinol, sinagrin, uh, and I'm going to butcher this one, sulforaphane in it. And what they do is they stimulate enzyme activity and inhibit the growth of cancerous tumors. There's actually a study uh, on women that showed a reduction in breast cancer when cruciferous vegetables like cabbage were added to their diet. Other great cruciferous vegetables, kale, um, Brussels sprouts, there is broccoli, um, cauliflower, those are all cruciferous, okay? The cruciferous vegetables have unbelievable uh, health effects. They're, they're, they're fantastic for you. I think I mentioned on a previous podcast how there was uh, a study done that if you eat a certain amount, I think it was two to three servings of cooked cruciferous vegetables a day, they help with the symptoms of autism, which is 
amazing. It all goes back to that brain food, right? So uh, it also helps keep blood pressure from getting high. So we talked about hypertension on a previous podcast. The high potassium content helps by opening up the blood vessels and easing the flow of blood. So it's great if you have hypertension. And lastly, a lot of people think about cabbage like pickled cabbage, sauerkraut, when it comes to probiotics. However, uncooked raw cabbage has a good amount of probiotics in it also. So it's very good for your gut health. So load up on cabbage. I like, I mean, if you prefer it cooked, you can uh, shred it and put it in your uh, stir fries, shred it and put it raw on top of your tacos, or just, I like to cut it into, you know, strips and put it in my, my salad. It gives a nice crunch. Oh, also a little pro tip. Sometimes I like to make um, like a chickpea salad or a, uh, a vegan egg salad made out of tofu. I really like to use cabbage leaves as like the, the taco shell. Instead of a tortilla, it's low calorie and it's high in fiber and you get all those other benefits from it. And also you get this awesome crunch when you bite into it. It's very refreshing. There's something about cabbage that it's not, people think about cabbage, they just think about lettuce, but it's totally different. So give that a whirl. I'm going to get out of here. You guys enjoy your Friday night. Enjoy your weekend. Any questions, comments, concerns, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad.